Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, the only actual play podcast that counts. Damn right. We don't count very far because we're borderline numerate. With me are three players who have gone from zero to heroes, which is another regard in which we count. Yeah. And so they are in a reverse clockwise order. I'm a clock. I am wise. I am Gwyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're At least funny. you kept it short this time. Yeah. Mercifully short. Although that said, Stu's monkey story is one of my favourite <laughs> like random moments from the podcast. The one from the monkeys. Oh yeah, I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> when last we saw our heroes, they had recently eluded the collected forces of Hector and the Ice Watchers who were out to get them after they attempted to abduct Hector, which was an audacious move. And I don't like to say doomed from the start, but everyone got a lot closer than I expected, honestly. Mm. You all did pretty well there. As you left, the mist that you had filled the forest with was suddenly illuminated by flame. As... Presumably the drake responded to the signal that you set. When Percy changed the southern lights into a massive hawk symbol. And now, as you move north alongside this watercourse, you reach the edge of the black pillars, this forest of burnt trees. And waiting with you, and waiting for you there, the colourful wagon obscured with soot and sooty canvas is wing as you emerge from the forest. He doesn't spot you at first. Then, as you get a little closer, he sort of jumps up and down and waves a little and greets you as you approach. And he says, It went over! It went over! It, it did. It's probably time for us to leave here, Wing. Yes. We just need to stow this canvas and get... There's enough wind to move us up a little. By this point, it's evening. It's getting a little darker. And he says, I think where it came from wasn't that far away because there was a pillar of smoke up that way. Not far. There might be some cover there. It probably won't go back. Okay, that... Wait, that sounds like a good you, idea. What are you judging that on, Wing? Underestimate the drake. You'll be having a wake. If I was a dragon that just burnt everything to the ground, I probably wouldn't go back. But there's probably enough there to hide in. Guys. Keep out of sight. I think he's a secret dragon. I'm definitely not a dragon enigma. He seems to know a lot about what dragons do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose we hadn't considered that possibility. Wing, are you secretly a dragon? Because we'll find out. Definitely not. Yeah. We're good at tracking drone dragons. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. Dragons can't hide from us for long. <laughs> we are very perceptive people. But the last person that we knew who was secretly a dragon, let oh. me tell you, we are now aware that they were a dragon, so it'll come out in the end. By season seven, let me tell you, Wing, your cover will be well and truly blown. Mm. Eight at the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I don't think it's going to pay us to 
hang around here and frankly wherever we go we are going to run a certain amount of risk. Uh, I can see some logic in going towards where the, the fires are, uh, are happening. It's worth checking out anyway. Yeah, I mean we just need to find somewhere where we can perhaps regroup temporarily and uh, take Barbecue a moment. sausages <laughs> on the fires. So you stow the canvas and he gets the sail up and you travel northwards. It's a few miles. He seems a little surprised how far you could see the smoke from. But eventually the remains of a village come into sight. Ah, Basilisk Wizard Village. A small scorched sign as you approach the edge of it announce it as Tazalik. As you arrive at the edge of this village, you can see that most of the buildings are smouldering. Oh, hello. <laughs> Wing pulls down the sail and breaks the cart. As in, applies the brake, he doesn't smash it. At the edge of the village where the ground goes from dry grass to actively scorched by dragon fire or by just regular fire. This isn't the first village you've seen that's attracted the attention of the drake. It seems that the fire clings to structures. There are roofs that are caved in and scorched, the beams completely blackened away, and even the stones themselves in places seem to have melted under the force of the heat. So Wing pulls up at the side of the village. A lot of the buildings, although in places the stone seems to have softened, the buildings themselves are quite intact. They are stone buildings. And all, even the ones that have lost their, lost their roofs, the walls seem intact. Smoke rises and there are a few places there are small fires still edging in. Yeah, so you've pulled up outside the village. So I'm going to lean across to Percy and I'm um, like, how much, like, all that he's burnt, how much do we think is left of Bambury and how much is now Beast? I know nothing of this. Do you know anything of this magic or... I mean, perhaps an important question might be how much of Bambury was Beast prior to the change? He's more men than Drake now. Well, this is it. I mean, I've... I still don't know how I feel about what happened. Just admit it. Erotic. What? Mm -hmm. Nothing? Yeah, I thought so. You watch your tongue, young lady. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. He was always a little shitbag that we tried to <laughs> teach not to be a shitbag. And at the end, did he become the ultimate shitbag? Or should we have treated him like less of a shitbag? Like, I don't know how I feel about this now. Did we accidentally train him in shitbaggery? Or was he always a shitbag that was never going to listen? Because he, he never got what we were doing. He never got the point. But... I just, I'm, I'm the same as you, I think, Percy. It's like, what, I don't know what to think of all this. Banbury always uh, tried to rally against fate and say that things were in his own hands, which is 
uh, ironic in a sense, because if you were to follow the teachings of the the church, then this was kind of always what was fated to be. Um, ah. And less than... He hasn't so much taken control of his own destiny as simply realised the the end of the, the tale that was always prophesied. A tale as old as time. Um, so the the church had worked to try and prevent this by sort of snuffing out his line. Um, and well, as I, say, I, I find it deeply ironic that in, attempt, in attempting to take control then he's kind of just brought about what everybody said would happen in the first place. Um, and I feel in no small part responsible for enabling that. Yeah, but that's it. It's just hard to know, did we? Or... I, I, I just don't... I don't even know what questions I'm asking at the moment. It's just... It's hard to know where we stand in this, what part we've played. I think I'm a lot more clearer than I have been previously as to what part I've played and, and where I stand in it, if I'm truly honest, because I mean, if what you're suggesting is, is there a part of Banbury that we can a- appeal to, to try to bring him back to, to how he once was, I'm standing looking at a burning village that is uh, a small example of destruction that's been wrought over most of the western side of this continent. Even if we appealed to Bambri and he came back, he would still be responsible for um, scores of deaths and uh, the pure destruction of lands that we knew and held dear. So in terms of justice and things that he needs to account for, I'm not sure that... Were we able to successfully appeal to him there? What, What would the outcome be? he'd still be responsible for this. Pretty sure if he said sorry, we wouldn't necessarily take it on face value. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry! Destroyed half a continent! How much do we think he is in control of what he's doing? (sighs) So you think he's been taken over by the Drake, rather than he is the Drake? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, this is the ultimate shitbaggery, and you did point out that he was a shitbag. He is a shitbag. Banbury made a conscious decision to take on this form uh, and knew what was going to follow. He did fuck us over. It, well, it's it's annoying because on the one hand, I wonder... Tell it to your psychiatrist. On the other hand, it's like, we told you not to do this, Banbury. We had a plan. You went against the plan and that's what fucked us. If you hadn't fucked us, yeah, it wasn't exactly... We weren't, you know... We didn't know the end goal, but we knew what we were doing was right and was leading somewhere. And now it's like, what the fuck? As you walk up between the ruined houses, you see ahead of you, there's like a village square. As you start to approach it, you can see that the village square itself, on one side is a building. So as you enter the square to your left is a building that looks as though it might have been a tavern or hostel of some kind there's a sign hanging on the side scorched and unreadable 
and ahead of you is what was probably some kind of communal hall or building and it looks like this is quite a common thing in smaller communities Percy it looks as though it was both a communal building and a temple let's go to the pub then and there are other structures one might have been some kind of market or something Um, but that's only a few posts the other thing you notice in the square is a lot of skeletons ah not again and (laughs) scorched bodies i'm not good with skeletons is there any armor or any indication that this was anything other than innocent people why don't you discern realities why don't you fuck off (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is it was a village with a whole cult going on and you're hoping in some way Banbury Drake came along and burnt them all because they were being naughty it would just give me some kind of direction I'm feeling kind of rudderless at the moment I've got my initial rage at Banbury and a desire for vengeance and I want to make sure it's not misplaced when I draw my dagger across his throat. There's a pub here, and I bet in their cellars you could drink away your problems <laughs> and then pray him away across the road. Oh, Enigma. Enigma, I have much to teach you. <laughs> Referencing my bond, 1xp. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that's uh, nonsense. <laughs> All right, well, my bond with Tristan is get Tristan shit-faced. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so what's this? Discern reality is on a seven. So, that's given me no answers. You have a question. What happened here recently? What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful (laughs) or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? Or what here is not what it appears to be? I might as well do the last one. I feel like what happened recently, there is some evidence. Yeah, I think we know that one. (laughs) Let's do what here is not what it appears to be. Right, so... Oh, actually, Mm -hmm. I can also do some arrears at some point as well. You can, yeah. But let's, let's follow the question first. So you're looking at the bodies and you notice that some of them have like melted metal around them that looks like it might be armour or might have been armour. Right. Looking more closely, it doesn't look only like armour. It looks very similar to the armour that you faced relatively recently. But that's that's not all of them by any means. But certainly it appears as though there were people carrying that equipment. Okay. But those are mostly as they appear to be. What you notice as you keep inspecting around the area, searching for more evidence. So, Percy, are you helping? Yep. So, as Percy moves around with you, you notice that some of the smoke is drifting towards him and it seems like it's specifically drifting towards him as he moves it moves with him oh i've been at campfires that do that (laughs) wait tristan or percy who's it moving towards percy okay and yeah i to be fair i have also been been around exactly that situation wherever you move it's always in your eyeballs and it turns out you shouldn't have been wearing really flimsy material <laughs> near a fire. Yeah, we, we've we've all we've all done that. I not the flimsy material as much. I assume that your those trousers you used to wear are a complete liability. 
Well, since then, I did a textiles course. One of the things you do, you should do some sewing on it, and you just briefly touch a soldering iron to it, and it just melts. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, spent a lot of time by campfires wearing that yeah, we stuff. Did. Those were actually made of curtains as well, so there's some, you know... <laughs> they were curtains. What were they? What's Mine that thin material? can't remember. Oh, yeah, yours were that crazy, like, um, roses. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask Percy to just kind of walk 10 feet to the left and then 10 feet to the right. And yeah, and as he does that... T- put his hands on his hips and <laughs> shake his something, so whatever it is. Uh, yeah, and, and, and one, of, one of the things that definitely happens there... Is that is a pelvic thrust? Percy being wise to this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's not stupid. No. I was going to say he's going to notice this. Uh, like he definitely only does what you ask when you remember to say Simon says. He's not falling for that <laughs> trick again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, these uh, as you do, you definitely see these columns of smoke starting to drift closer to him, and then drifting around him. I mean, I'll point this out to to Percy that have you not have you not noticed your wreath in smoke right now? Yes, um, <laughs> Percy, it is quite smoky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I'm. I don't know why that's happening. No. <laughs> that, that's that. We all yeah. have days like that. Um, can I can I take a look at the smoke? Yeah, absolutely. This could easily be disown realities, I think. Yeah, I'll have a look at. Wow, that's a full success. That's a 12. Magic! So, you have three questions. What is your name? What happened here recently? What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be? Hmm, what here is not what it appears to be? There are parts of this that are smouldering and burning normally but most of the smoke seems to be drifting towards you and as you move it drifts after you and not only the smoke you notice that some of the patches of fire seem to be creeping in your direction as well and starting to take an almost humanoid form okay and they don't seem interested in either enigma or Tristan. No, I think I get what's going on here. Rude. Um, it's all right, the skeletons. I'm waiting for my turn. Everyone's got something. Unbelievable. Yep. Skeletons love me. Still annoyed I wasn't allowed to keep the one thing that I had interested in me. Unbelievable. Fire loves Percy. What should I be on the lookout for? Fire. Oh, fire smoke men. <laughs> firemen. <laughs> firemen. Yeah, buff firemen. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll, Percy. Firefighters. Yeah, so these fires are definitely homing in on you. The smoke's homing in on you. But also, while you're doing this, you hear a sound that sounds like a voice from the direction of the hall. Okay, um, and... and an ethereal, screechy wail. <laughs> so uh... the, the sword is currently in the scabbard, I would yes. imagine. So that is kind of protected from a certain amount of divination. I am guessing that maybe this magical, either this magical 
um, gem thing that I got on me is looking appealing to these fire elemental types, or just the fact that there's been a lot of ice shift, although that's associated with the sword, is doing it. Yeah, but it's it may be associated with the sword, but it's in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe is that what's going on? Um, I think we know what happened here recently. What is about to happen? You've put the parts together already, really, but these must have been left as a trap by the drake. What? Just to impede anyone with ice magic that came to this place. So they're probably going to close on you, but it's not the precursor to some grand assault. Mm. It's more that it's a kind of opportunistic trap just in case. So, um, yes, I hear what you're saying about feeling rudderless, Tristan. And my feelings on that is that things have changed. We have walked across an entire continent at something else's behest. Uh, and we've spent an awful lot of our time doing the will of other creatures and other things and other powers. And I think now it is time that we made some decisions and we decided what happens next. And that's going to start now. Let's wreck these things. Nice. Tristan, by the end of this... Wreck the mic, psych. By the end of this little pep talk, Percy is almost entirely invisible within a uh, cloud of smoke. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like the smoke is talking to you by this point. Ah. Bloody vapours. But you can see a what looks like a small fire with many legs scuttling towards him from the side. So what do you do? Well, I'm going to run over and hoof it. Okay. I'm With your fireproof feet. With my fireproof feet. It is literally a fire. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, you kick a fire hard enough. Uh, okay, go, go wild. Give me a hack and slash roll. And this is off strength. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, your My body's a weapon. weapon at <laughs> nice try. I, I had forgotten that. Tidy. Oh, uh, because uh, Chris, Tristan sees it and I'm like, uh, pulls my leg back and boof! Just kicks that fire clean out. Man, <laughs> yeah, so because it's really focused on getting to Percy, you're kicking off and it sort of does catch it, even though it's basically flame there's enough solidity in there that you knock it aside so give me your damage roll oh my damage is better now isn't it it is it's d8 yeah baby move it up in the world hoof uh, half damage that's not so yeah, bad so i was going to hoof it more basically that's why the damage is low yeah so you basically you you kind of knock it away and it it's sort all of, turns into a little rolling fireball and then starts scuttling back. Percy, you're in the middle of the smoke and you can hear crackling flames nearby make out a glow where they are, but it's a little hard to make out and also it's getting hard to breathe. What do you do? So as the smoke envelops Percy, he um, reaches down to his pocket and pulls out the gem that was retrieved from the ice mage. Um, and he throws that um, down, planting it firmly uh, in the ground. Um, yep. 
and we'll probably initially wait to see whether the uh, little fires are attracted to it. Uh, should they be, then he'll draw a circle of protection around it and trap them inside. Nice. So they definitely are. They see this and a big puff of smoke and two of the fires go charging towards it and the other fires, the fires that are you are between it and them, that are more behind you, those are still more interested in you. But yes, most of it, most of them go down to that. So do you want to cast that circle of protection or yeah. invoke that? Full success. Okay, so it will keep ghost spirits and extra planar entities in or out until someone else breaks it. So you have one puff of smoke that's still trying to hassle you, Percy. It's a lot less effective, though, because there's only one of them. Enigma. There are a couple of fires now trying to get in towards Percy. Tristan's kicked one. What are you doing? I reckon I'm having a bit of a look around because I think they probably got attacked really, really quickly. So they wouldn't have had time to activate their fire safety precautions. So I reckon if there's a bucket of sand or water around, I'm just going to douse one with it. There actually is a drinking trough just the other side and it does have water in it. So that is available to you so you're just going to grab a bucket and get to dowsing yes all right give me a defy danger on uh what do you think's important here do you think it's your speed to get there i think it's dexterity yeah i, I dexterity would reflect that so give me a defy danger on dex i'll take yes. it <laughs> i i was thinking it also could be damn it intermediate success you stumble hesitate or flinch but this is an ideal slapstick opportunity. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> you're literally throwing a bucket of water at things that are hassling Percy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that what we're looking you're at gonna here rust up, mate. is a classic situation of by the time, even you get there quick, but not quite quick enough. And so by the time you get there, like one of these flames Percy has just completed this circle of protection while that his attention this ball of fire jumps on him and you just fling the water directly over it like it swishes there's a big (laughs) hiss of steam and the flame and the fire like slips away a bit roll your damage does the bucket land on Percy's head the as well? Absolutely. 100% lands on Percy's yes. head. That's the only way that can possibly go. He can use it as a helmet forever. <laughs> Just drill little holes in it. But the flame... Perfect. The flame is immediately put out. So... Really, really cross. It's so annoyed. It's extremely angry, yes. Um, so, yeah, there is, uh, there is no longer a flame on Percy, but there is a bucket on Percy. So, you know, thank you. Bit, bit of each side. <laughs> Percy, you're looking a bit pale. <laughs> yeah, back on my bullshit. <laughs> I love that Nigma's thing is being on bullshit. <laughs> back on her bullshit. Tristan, there is a single emberling still hurrying Emberling. towards Percy. It doesn't seem smart enough to know it's outnumbered and basically 
toast. It's going to try and scorch him if it can. Surely it makes the toast. Well, it's between Percy and I, so yeah. I'm going to... Having seen this, seen the bucket land on Percy's head, I kind of break into a sprint, leap over Percy's head. As I'm doing the barrel roll, grab the bucket from his head and plonk it straight over his fire. <laughs> okay, and that's my backup plan. Thus extinguishing its air supply and putting nice. it out. That is definitely yep, yep. a dexterity roll. But I drilled holes in for the eyes already. Oh, he's only got a dot. Like with with cat-like inhuman dexterity. That's a word. Dexterity. I leap up like Percy's like, holy shit, he's going to hit me. But somehow I'm two or three feet above him, grabbing the bucket. Actually, no, he couldn't see me. No, Percy's got a bucket on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Percy's like, is it night time? Oh, no, it's daytime. (laughs) What happened there then? Percy's just like... Yes. Every time. Yeah, and so basically Percy's experience of this is that he completes his circle, he releases the magic into it, he sees it surrounding these living flame and smoke creatures, and then he suddenly feels scalding heat followed by darkness and a lot of cold... And then it's light again, and Tristan is doing a somersault <laughs> onto a bucket. I'm going to land. So as I land, the bucket covers the thing, and um, I land sitting on the bucket facing Percy in a kind of a almost thinker's pose. I'm like, what? Oh, with what? your foot up on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Even better. One, one foot crooked at the knee. Heroic pose. You need a good heroic line at that point, but I can't think of one. And I'm going to look across at Enigma and be like, see, teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a good heroic line. Teamwork makes the dream it's work. It's not heroic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> teamwork makes the scream work. Um, yeah. Per- makes the brain work. Mm, fish. Percy, I guess... For you, it's kind of just another day, isn't it? That's quite a journey. (laughs) (laughs) So now... Who's feeling pale now, Enigma? (laughs) Like That's my pun. That was a less good version of my pun. (laughs) I know. That's what makes it even better. All I'm going to do from season four is just bad versions of your bad puns. (laughs) Worse versions of your bad puns. So, Percy, there is a ring of protection containing a lot of fire and smoke that can't get out yeah i am going to begin pacing um around it and flooding the inside of that uh with uh devout energy opposing the um element Mm. of fire to try and bathe it in damage basically effectively it kind of sputters and dies as you do that and part of the reason for that is that this was an aggressive magic, but it wasn't a particularly powerful one. Mm. It was very much an opportunistic attempt. So after a few moments, the fires die down and the smoke dies down. The icicle that you placed in the, the gem, which is actually more like an icicle, 
It's rather than a gem embedded in their forehead, it's an icicle that had been shot through their head. And you're to blame. <sighs> yes. You give cold weather a bad name? Is looking a bit worse for wear. It didn't enjoy being around all that heat, but it seems to have survived. There's obviously enough magic in it to preserve it in this situation. What do you do? Um, yeah, I, I will go and retrieve it if possible. Sure. It's a bit wet, it's melted a little bit, it's definitely still... You can feel the magic within it. Mm. And now the only smouldering spots in the village seem to be... Is Tristan. <laughs> Again, a joke I did earlier, you're doing a worst version <laughs> of. Brilliant. I almost said Tristan an enigma, to be fair. <laughs> seem to be actual smoke. Seem to be things that are burnt rather than being any more of these entities. You hear that sound again from the hall. Let's go check it out. Yeah, it's sort of like that. It's a bit like, uh, uh. Wander to the hall, boot the door open. I d at, at some point I'd like to do a song of Alana Sarista. Would it be better to wait until after we do the hall or before it? You could harmonise with the screaming. You could do this before, if you like. You could do that now, while, like while Percy's going in. Yeah, okay. That seems like a legit thing to do. Because I've kind of got a new way that my... Because I don't have my guitar anymore, I sort of something that I've been tinkering with. So Tristan's going to sit down, sort of cross-legged. He's going to pick one of these sort of melted armoured skull parts, put it in, in the front of his lap. Um, and kind of starts to hum a single note. So I basically, as I'm sort of humming and sort of calling the, the magic, I, I summon like my daggers, yeah. but they're almost circular. And I put one hand on top of the other and start to sort of circle them together. So they, it makes this kind of ethereal note. Nah. Like when you um, when you got water on glass. Yeah sort of thing so it does that but so i start to circle these and if i sort of angle it i can get notes and that it kind of plays a new sort of harmony that's kind of almost my new instrument so it's almost like a theremin type sound it's that kind of like yeah exactly so i can sort of i've i've worked out to sort of bring it into Ooh. like the music and so i start to sing the song of alana sarista the new sound he's finally found it so roll the final arrears I'm getting my stylophone isn't within reaching distance now because I could play you some background music. Save Ben a bit of bother later on, you know? Yeah, it works great when you do that. It doesn't completely interfere with the actual music nope. I have. Uh, an eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning it. An eight. So you witness the death of the victims as though you were them. Yeah, I was just thinking that's exactly the one I don't want to play. Want to roll. Although it does mean I can look around, doesn't it? So, to be clear, are you looking at one of the bodies that has the metal around them, or one of the others? Yeah, I'm going to try and find any, anything that looks like the armour that you said we'd seen fighting against recently. You start singing, and then the harmony fills you and surrounds you, and you're in the past. And it's early in the day, there is... A gathering in the village you can see the rest of your squad are there and beside them 
are some sacks of supplies that they've taken from the village. Can I just ask if I'm able to look around or I've got fixed vision of what the person saw? Yeah, you're able to, uh, you're able to look around. I, I want to kind of look around and see who the soldiers are, what they look like, and have a little look at what the villagers are doing, whether they're sort of supporting the soldiers or acting kind of scared, occupied villagers sort of thing. Yeah, so the villagers are actually... The soldiers are grouped up between the villagers and the food supply sacks. And you can see that beside the... Beside the hall, they're actually rigging up a gallows, some of the soldiers that you're with. And the villagers are facing up against them. And one of the other soldiers with you has a spear pointed at them. There's definitely a sense of dispute. And the villagers are shouting. Your group are telling them to stay back. And your commander is saying, these are fair tides. These are fair tides required by the Ice Watchers. This is as standard. And the villagers are shouting that there isn't enough food for them. And then you hear one of the villagers look up and scream. And you look up in time to see a wave of flame that sears over you. And you feel everything, you feel the armour melting around your body. And then your body melting. And then you collapse to the ground. Yeah, that's fair. And then Tristan is lying face down on the floor. Enigma, Tristan's lying face down on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) After a moment of the music, he just collapses face down. What do you do? Uh, I should probably make sure it doesn't drown in the mud, which there probably isn't any of because fire. No, so it's mostly ash, really. Um, you can drown in ash. <laughs> Fine, I'll just kick him over so he's lying on his front. It's a bit like recovery position, but not. Yeah, uh, uh, what your the actual effect is that you're coating him in soot. Also good. <laughs> so you have a very sooty Tristan just lying between two very. <laughs> Lying between oh, two sweet. very scorched corpses. Percy. Hang on, I'm going to shift to Percy quickly. Mm-hmm. So, Percy, you were going into this hall. Yeah. The roof at the near end of the hall has collapsed. Okay. And it's blackened and scorched. But as you go further back, it is less burnt. Although the roof is still collapsed. Mm-hmm. And now you're closer, a quiet moaning sound coming from somewhere under the roof timbers at the temple end. Okay, I'll um, call to the other two. There's somebody in here, come come help. And then I will immediately go and attempt to recover them from whatever's fallen in. Right, so there are quite a... there are some beams and you can just see a hand... And then there's, like, beams and roofing tiles laying on top of them. And so this is really heavy stuff. You probably couldn't move them on your own, but you might be able to with help from Tristan or Enigma. I'm on my way in because it sounds more interesting than, you know, dead Tristan. Yeah, so (laughs) Enigma comes in. Enigma, can you help me with this? Um, 
Is Tristan coming? Well, he's having a bit of a nap. A nap? Or dead. One of those. Uh, let's... He started to play a skull like a drum or something, and and now he's unconscious. Um, right. This is thing. Okay. Let, let's recover this person. I'll, I'll go and deal with that. Okay, so Enigma, why don't you roll aid? Why don't I? Okay, great. Uh, and Percy, give me a defy danger on strength with that. Yeah, so this is great. That is a full success because Enigma gives you plus one forward. <laughs> They'll be beaming. <laughs> and you have plus one forward from certain realities earlier. <laughs> cool. Which uh, we Watch always it. forget to apply, yeah. but actually <laughs> does apply in this case. So you're able to lift this ceiling beam and underneath it is a very scuffed man wearing grey robes and as you lift it off he's like oh okay and kind of pulls is able to drag himself out from underneath it so when you put it down he's sort of just clear of it thank you I, I think and then he sort of pulls him he's lying on his face he sort of pushes himself onto his side and looks up at you and he has quite black skin short spiky hair he's wearing these uh, grey robes and you see around his neck he is wearing the uh, circle and three in-pointed lines of a priest of Kalino we definitely all know. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Kalino. She's one of the seven sisters. Yeah. We should probably so. remind the listeners. Yes, yeah. Y- yeah. Uh, actually, I expect That's a, a lot point. of the listeners are like, oh, yeah, we're deep in this law. <laughs> Fantastic. They all know what's going on. <gasps> they paid a lot more attention than we have. Somebody make a wiki for us. Kalino is the lost sister. Yeah, that is correct. Ah, uh, sure. Swat. And he looks up and he says, <laughs> <Nerd>. <laughs> He says, I don't think you're one of them, are you? If by which you mean an ice watcher, then then no, you're you're quite correct. I, I'm not. Um, I am. Um, I, I, nobody it doesn't matter who I am. Um, are you injured? I'm sore from having the building fall on me. Yes. I think I think my leg might be well, broken. Th- th- that's understandable. Um, I'm going to attempt to lay hands on his leg. Is that the good one that we never use? That is the good one that we never use. Yes. <laughs> I hope Percy yeah, gets a broken it, it, leg. <laughs> feels like it's inevitable. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to watch this dice roll. Come on, six. Classic. Dear listener. Experience. Could I maybe be aiding? No, but that Alison, wouldn't even, let this, that wouldn't even let it, this it. happen. We've been waiting. <laughs> He's never used it. Can you read out what um, this does for the sake of the for the listener? Um, it doesn't actually give an act, say what happens on a but what, what uh, on the spell miss. line <laughs> on, a, on a full failure. Okay. Well, I guess I just also get a broken leg. Yes, uh, the beam just falls back onto Percy, <laughs> trapping him. It's gone slapstick again. He picks up the beam, turns around, smacks him in uh, the face. Lay on hands is when you touch someone skin to skin. 
And pray for their well-being. Uh, roll plus charisma. On a 10 plus, you heal D8 damage or remove one disease. On a 7 to 9, they're healed, but the damage or disease is transferred to you. So on less than a 7, I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> you both got broken legs. You break his other leg. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, my leg. On less than a 7, I make a move as hard as I like. Oh, you've got to break his leg. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Ben. At least one of the metatarsals. This is the first time we've seen Lay on Hands use, and I feel like that's what should happen. Just the worst skill. <laughs> he just, the thing is, like the floorboards give way, and he steps forward, and it just kind of lands badly, kind of cracking his leg. Brilliant. Just twists his ankle. So the cleric is like, oh, Thank you so much, sir. That was a real help. I I feel so much better. You feel so much worse. <laughs> Literally, you can't walk on that leg anymore. <laughs> um, all, all in day's service uh, to a follower of... Um, and my leg really hurts, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, says, he says, oh, Aquarius, sir. Aquarius Horn. Nice name. Uh, it, a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Nice to meet you. Aquarius, uh, I am Percival Cleft. Um, let, let's get out of this building. It seems yes, a little unstable. Yes, it's, it's not really safe here. And then he's like, uh, "You're right, sir. Do you need a hand? A hand?" I mean, as it happens, my leg does hurt quite. <laughs> Walk it off, Percy. Walk yeah. it off. Love it. It's just a cramp. <laughs> Tristan, you pull yourself back to um, you pull yourself back to consciousness. And as you do, you see Enigma and then Percy coming out, limping, leaning all his weight on a priest robed in dark grey, who looks quite battered and sooty, but seems quite hale. And so that's what you see as you waken. What do you do? Okay, I'm going to sort of pull myself up to my feet. And uh, I'm kind of used to, I've sort of, I'm, I'm okay with the, like, previously I kind of woke up screaming, now I know what to expect. Um, so I'm going to walk across up to Percy and I see sort of, I guess he's kind of limping. Mm. I'm going to obviously lay. Yeah, and his, all his weight is on this other... Uh... Okay, I'm gonna place on, a hand. On, on this Although if I remember from LARP, when you break a leg, you just yeah, hop. I was gonna say, you just hop. <laughs> I place a hand upon his leg and start to sing under my breath the song of healing. Massage. Um, okay. And what are you singing? Oh, yeah. I'm just again at this point. It's I think it's the more leg kind of like connected to the. It doesn't have to hip be. Bone, hip bones connected to the. Yeah. It's like I feel Some like at this bone. point I've kind of I'm not a healer. I've almost mastered the sort of it's almost like an internal song at this point. There's kind of a I'm yeah. I'm sort of singing it under my breath. It's not a big deep like I can be as hilarious as I want at times. So yeah, I'm kind yeah. of just singing a, a song quietly because there's kind of there's more of a steely resolve <laughs> behind my eyes now. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. kind of laying the hand and almost just kind of it's like I I sense. I, I sort of sense the notes sometimes. I've decided on a really yeah. good role. I kind of, I can kind of, I, I'll either sing if I need to, or like now I can kind of almost feel the vibration of the music within his limb. Yeah, so, so you, you sort of descend into the music and change yeah. the notes and the harmonies. From within. And, and Percy, you feel kind of 
warmth flow through your leg and the pain yeah, almost immediately stops and you are able to walk straight again. Thank you, Tristan. Very grateful. The priest who's supporting Percy, I guess Percy kind of just stands up again and is like, all right, uh, hello, sir. Aquarius Horn at your service. I'll give him a bow. Tristan T. Wilde at yours. He says, oh, like the bard. Yes, very <gasps> similar. What happened here then? <laughs> Even though I do know the answer, obviously, I'm just uh, questioning him as if I don't. I want to test out whether he's telling the truth. What does his god stand for? I'm assuming we know it, I see. She is the wandering she, goddess. She, sorry, obviously. The wandering goddess. Yeah, of the seven sisters, six have a clear purview. And Kalino is like the goddess of lost things. Nice, and her cool. shrines tend to be roadside shrines. And her priests tend to be more like... Lost. More like friars, almost. More like kind of travelling mendicants. I'll make the symbol of the goddess. Yeah. He gives you a slow nod. Nice. And he says... Uh, I'm just going to chalk... I'm just going to pull out a little bit of wood and make a notch first of the season. Yes. <laughs> show it to Enigma. Oh, oh that's going to hurt, Enigma. That has got to hurt. I, I'm in a competition I didn't even know I'd entered. <laughs> <laughs> it's three seasons you know this is a competition by now or you have not been paying attention but it oh yeah, I mean I can't say I have fully paid attention so fair fair so Aquarius says well I've been staying in this village for a little while Taslik it's called and I've been just performing priestly duties for a time I felt drawn to this place. I felt like there was some need for me here. But then today they they came to take... The villagers said every few weeks they'd been getting more and more frequent that they'd come out and try and take food from the villages. And they said it was like a tithe or something, but they were just raiding, really. The Ice Watchers. Yeah, that's right. And so the villagers were sick and tired of it. They were thinking to stop them but I was trying to keep out of sight and unfortunately I didn't do it well enough and they found me and I think they were planning probably to hang me they're not well disposed to priests of the goddesses right they locked me away back in the temple while they prepared for that and then suddenly it seemed like I think the drake came that's what mm. I assume happened and everything collapsed but I didn't really see much because I was being very much crushed by a roof beam and rather hoping that I didn't get burnt away to a cinder so I, I didn't see what happened That's some lofty hopes <laughs> How many villages were there in this town? Probably about 40 people lived here mostly farming Everyone had a garden of some kind, but it's not. Trade's been quite weak around this area, so people was just trying to feed themselves and keep their neighbours afloat, mostly. Mm. I see. Um, we should do a quick sweep of the village and make sure that anybody else that may have survived is recovered. I'm going to be specifically looking for tracks to see if anyone made it out. As you search around, um, you find... 
other you find bodies in some of the collapsed buildings um, you don't find anyone else alive okay. Enigma you find the tracks of the ice watchers coming into the town you don't see tracks of anyone leaving in your face Tristan fuck's sake she wasn't even <laughs> looking I know I'm that good at tracking I don't uh, yeah to be fair if you're a tracker and I'm not that's fair they have been calling her the ranger yeah, I suppose so, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking around. I'm like, no, and there's just a big boot print leading away. And she's like, <laughs> like, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. Cow patch? She's like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Tristan's like, yeah, but I can like just go into that shadow over there. I was going to say, watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can... Turn a corner into a magical forest. Yeah. All right. Per- Enigma and I turn to Percy. We're like, yeah. What can you do? Waste of space. Standing in the real world. I punch Tristan in the face. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so ah. Tristan's nose is broken. I like again. the idea that we both disappeared into our own little world. Tristan's nose is broken and his eye pops out and he's now half blind. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Figures. So. It seems like the only ones currently alive in this village are you three, the priest, and Wing, who, uh, as soon as you, when you get down and let him know it's safe, he anchors the wagon down where he was, he was ready to make a quick escape if he needed to, but okay. now he's able to anchor it down and uh, kind of make it a bit more set if you're planning to stay there a little while. Percy, you do think that if you clear the rubble and the remains from the temple area in the hall, it's hallowed ground if you need it. Okay, yeah, that's useful. And so we've obviously found no sign of any survivors. I'm going to use a bit of matrix vision as well. No. I know I'm not a rogue anymore, but I am going to just rifle through a couple of pockets just in case. <laughs> well, Maybe get a bottle of rum or something for later. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely, you could, you could find a bottle of rum in the tavern. Ah, you know what that means? It's mould. <laughs> mould rum. Mold well, every cloud, eh? <laughs> and you had about three earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it might. <laughs> and it certainly precipitated adventure. I'm going to shake my head at Enigma's disrespect that she's showing to these people. That's the Lack way. of self-awareness. <laughs> very well let's take refuge here tonight um aquarius what are your plans now well i felt i was drawn here and my guess is that the lady saw some place for me in your endeavors because it doesn't seem like it could be any of these poor folk you could perhaps make it your duty to bury them I will see that the correct rites are performed, of course, but I don't see that this place has much more to offer, and you are clearly... You strike me as interesting people, so perhaps I will be able to assist you if you need it. I'm going to glance at Percy to see what he thinks, give him that kind of the hawk's unspoken question of what do we think about this guy? Okay, um... If you would care to travel travel with us for a while, that that may be useful. What Tristan was saying about uh, about ensuring 
the appropriate rites are performed. Uh, if you were able to do that, um, then that might give us a little bit of opportunity just to go over what happens next, perhaps. And then we can discuss further with you what role you might be able to play. Of course, I'd, I'd be very happy to assist with that. Excellent. He heads off to actually start moving bodies as best he can and placing them in an orderly way. Okay. Okay, so here we are. We find ourselves in uh, this scorched village, having returned from a scorched battlefield, and I suspect that this is going to be our future. Now, when um, Banbury took on the form of the Drake, I promised you a plan. And I do indeed have such a thing. I'm listening. As I suggested earlier, um, I have no intention of following the whims of other power, uh, other powers, be they goddesses, uh, people of important social status, or others that we find wishing us to do their bidding. From this point on, fuck the man. We are doing what we think is right. Now, Tristan, what do you think is right? Well, well let's let's go with that for a start. I've got some pretty clear ideas on what I want to do next, but let me hear what you think, uh, unfettered by what I'm about to suggest. Because what I'm about to suggest might not sit very comfortably with you. Personally, let's just fucking stop this. I'm, I agree. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of getting fucked over at every turn. I'm tired of not knowing what we're doing. Every time we follow somebody else's command, we try and do the right thing and something screws us. I am whatever you say goes. This is it now. We've, you know I've always been loyal. You know that you took, you know, when you came to me and proposed this adventure, I thought it was going to be fun. I thought it'd be good to see the world. I've always had that, that pull. I've always felt I was ready for something more, but now I'm going to kind of, as I'm speaking, I almost don't realise that I've kind of summoned one of the daggers, like uh, a bit of foreshadowing there that I'll be able to do that in the future without singing. Um, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm ready. This we, we have to stop this. We had and one enemy, now we have two. I, I saw the end of someone's life here and Banbury as he said he burnt them he doesn't give a shit so I don't give a shit I am I'm going to bring vengeance upon him and I'm with you uh, Enigma where do your motivations lie well it seems to me we are to stuck between ice and fire and unless we can play them off against each other which I suspect leads to the destruction of the land which I don't want um I guess we have to destroy one, then afterwards the other. Hmm. I don't know how. Here's uh, what I think. Um, Hector, when we met him, and it was a bold move, but <laughs> when we met him, when we spoke to him, said that there would be a reckoning. And when we visited the Antikythera, uh, in the, the north of the country, then that was counting down to a a reckoning, and we've not determined what that reckoning is, but Hector seems to be under the impression that it represents the time of the Ice Watchers, 
coming. Uh, I'm having different opinions on that. I think that it's our time. Ours as in us three? Quite correct. I don't think the, that there is a solution where we get to play anybody off uh, against each other, not in this world. And I don't think that the answers lie here either. And I really would have appreciated it had Hector died like a good friend and paid me the favour that he owed me. But in the absence of that, um, it was not unsuccessful. Uh, Tristan, you managed to get a strike in on him? I did. I also managed to get a strike in on him. And there's some hallowed ground just there. So the first step will be that tonight, uh, as the night falls, I will conduct a ritual. And during that, we will refine some blood or material that may be left on our weapons and we will have a, a token and a bind to Hector and with that we will be able to frustrate him, we will be able to communicate him and we will be able to haunt him. And that will be interesting. But beyond that we're going to need help. We've got Wing and we can see if Aquarius will come along as well. And once we have that assistance then I think we probably need to make our way to a place of power. The, the solutions aren't here, and the place that we know that doesn't play by the rules that we're used to on this plane is the land of the dead, and that is where we're heading. And so in our path will be death and despair, and when we are in that place, then we will not be following their rules either. We will be reforging them in an image that suits us, that enables us to make a difference here. And the first place that we're going to go is that little hut where Banbury persuaded us that the flame eternal must burn forevermore, and we will put that right. And then from there we will start something. We will start something that will culminate in a solution in this world. And if we need to reorganize the goddesses themselves, then that is what we will do. That's a big project. Yes, isn't it? We're just going to rearrange some goddesses. I'm going to lay a solemn hand on Percy's shoulder and say, Huzzah, my friend. Huzzah. This will certainly involve people laying down their lives. There is no other way to access the land of the dead. Um, in a place like this, I'm sure we can uh, we can find somebody that has not been burnt to a crisp. Well, I don't know, perhaps that's our first little task to find out whether creatures destroyed by the drake, whether it's just their material form that's destroyed or whether it has some, some further effect. But I'm sure it won't be difficult to find people that will fall foul of it. Ah, if I may, Percy. Uh, oh, Aquarius! My good man! <laughs> oh, harsh. Oh. He comes uh, bundling over there. He looks quite sooty, but the uh, soot has been uh, soot has been washed away from lines on his cheeks. He says, "How can I help you?" Uh, I'm going to kind of glance at Percy, and he he's going to realise this is a joke that's gone horribly awry, and we're like, uh, <laughs> "You're doing good, my friend. Carry on." 
Uh, and then I'll, I'll give him the kind of the ush. All right. Off you go. <laughs> I, I suppose so. <laughs> like, kind of look, glances back at you a couple of times as he walks away back to his work. Right. That, that's not what you meant, is it? No. Sorry, carry on. Not at this point, but that time may come. Oh, really? I mean... You've changed, Percy. No. <sighs> I mean, I've still got knives, so... Not completely against it, but it's weird. We will need people to uh, ensure that whilst we are making excursions into the land of the dead, uh, what what tethers us to this place is protected, and we have wing and Aquarius seems capable from what we've seen of him. Uh, we're going to need people to watch us whilst that happens okay but it may be it may be that we need a key in and if it's not Aquarius then it, it may be others there's nothing we can do here we can't fight a Drake and we can't fight a Coney the plan was to come back with an army or the hope was to come back with an army and that's clearly not going to happen Banbury has stripped the land of its magic so I'm in what other choice do we have just just know that your faith was never misplaced, Percy. I don't believe... I don't believe you did any wrong. Perhaps I bear some of the responsibility for what pushed Banbury to do this. But I don't. But Enigma is blame-free in this. Obviously, yep. she neither committed nor didn't commit. She was the wild card. Go me. But blameless, spotless. Blameless, spotless. Water off a duck's back. She's insane. But just know that you didn't fail, Bambury. This wasn't. Uh, Enigma has spent more time in the land of the dead than than either of us, um, and so we will need her to guide us through there. Yeah, I thought that might be coming. I'm not saying kill her. I'm just saying that, you know, she doesn't bring anything to the team. I'm not <laughs> saying Enigma. I'm not saying that, you know, you've... You, I've slit a lot of throats you have, for you. You've, like, cards on the table. I've encouraged you to push your acrobatics further. Yeah, well, I didn't. Although never quite as far as as I've taken acrobatics. I'm going to jump and stand on Enigma's head. <laughs> she doesn't realise I've been standing on her head this whole conversation. <laughs> no. I think... Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Okay. First things first then. Let's get Aquarius back and uh, let's see what we can get of Hector.
left a picture of it that Gwyn did, but I didn't <laughs> upload it to Roll20 yet. Well, so Stuart has just buggered cr- off, so uh, yeah. feel, feel free to take a moment to chuck it up. It's very rural. Yeah, and it's a small village. It's also, you'll notice, very inconsistent projection because I started drawing it top down and then it became sort of one third isometric. Single point perspective is overrated. Well, it's yeah, so consist- Renaissance. <laughs> a consistent kind of uh, a consistent perspective, however, is not too bad. No, 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 no. We've have. gone through modernism. The single point perspective is it. It's it assumes one person is more important than another. One perspective is the true way to view things. I, I, I think. Oh. I see. You know, yeah, so. Let's go a bit cubist on it. Mm. Claim it to be cubist, then walk away. No okay, one that's can argue. A good idea. Some of these things do look vaguely like cubes. Mm-hmm. As the smoke envelops <laughs> Percy, then he reaches down uh, into his hand. Uh, he reaches down into his <laughs> pocket and Hands. pulls out Trousers. the gem <laughs> Penis. that was retrieved. <laughs> Ass pocket. <laughs> Sticky weather. Check out this, dude. <laughs> Sausage to meet you. <laughs> he just hoses down the fire. <laughs> okay, sorry. Extra planar entities in or out until someone else breaks it. So. I'm breaking it. <laughs> Our principal. <laughs> so angry. So angry, OC, that I'll break things I see. OC is I see. Don't put Tristan in it. Uh, (laughs) That is an odd circle. Yeah, I couldn't figure out where to get the circle from. Like, draw shape. Oh, no. I see. Circle K. I see. It's okay, I've got it. Oh, yeah. Okay, hark at this guy. Just doing it. Well, bad news. I can't figure out how to erase any of these. <laughs> so they're just here oh, now. time to draw dicks. Shut up. I can erase shit that you guys drew, but I can't erase shit I drew. You it's give looking a bit, a, bad uh, a bit worse for wear. It didn't enjoy <laughs> being around all that heat. Um, but it seems to have survived. One of these sort of melted armoured skull parts, put it in, in the front of his lap um, and kind of starts to hum a single note um, because of the way the magic works. Now, like, okay, she's like, oh, doesn't get her thing out of the way. I was really hoping you had a bunch of skulls and then you did like that drum from like the Genesis song. <laughs> 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 I summon two drumsticks, two sort of greeny drumsticks, like a xylophone skull. That one. Um, I can feel so, it coming in the air tonight. That one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to com- kind of meet Percy's gaze. And I'm going to be like, we have to stop him. I I know what we have. I mean, to we do. we've only just pulled him out of this <laughs> building. It seems I'm a little premature. Gonna... We haven't even been acquainted, sir. I'm not sure why you're so angry. Not dissimilar to in Terminator Two, 
Percy just sees the guy with like my arm is extended into a spike going through his mouth and out the back of his head. And I'm like, no, Percy, there's no time for games. Shing, I pull my arm back in and the guy drops to the floor. I'm like, we have to kill Bambury. Dum dum dum. <laughs> end of episode two. <laughs> I would love to do that. That would be amazing. <laughs> but I'm like, get straight to the point. I just uh, like Tristan's going to take a few minutes to wonder why he was able to heal Percy's broken leg, but he wasn't able to heal his own broken nose. His finger. <laughs> no finger fire. I thought you were going to whinge about your finger. No, that time. I'm about, Funnily enough, uh, Enigma, I've had multiple pieces of my body broken or cut off. It was a fracture. It wasn't completely cut oh, off. Though. That's that, a difference. I was talking about yeah. my nose. Yeah, the broken nose. You your managed nose to is solve, completely cut off. You managed to solve your. You managed to cure the pain, you just didn't reset the nose properly. You've got a lot better at this stuff since then. Oh, yeah, um, so that's just so Percy doesn't have to walk with a hobble. <laughs> <laughs> his leg hasn't healed with a bone jutting out his kneecap and the skin's just Don't, grown around him. Oh, we could go on a long adventure to find a physio. Nice. <laughs> Don't force me to cut your foot off, Tristan. I'll That'll be it. next. And then somehow um, it will land in my mouth. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, it got cut off, and then he ate it for some reason. No one knows why, but it's definitely. But it insulted non, everyone. Definitely non-recoverable. That is now. cool. Yeah. Um, Have a hook for a foot. <laughs> <laughs> but like Tristan, that's usually done for hands. I'm like, oh, never lost a limb before. Oh. I sleep upside down like a Batman. Could perhaps make it your duty to bury them. He says. Nah, that's not for me, mate. That's, that's, that's dog's body work. That sounds too much like hard work. He says, He's not an intern. Nah. I'm going to step right up into his face and so I'm going to whisper, listen, there was an NPC that tried to become a main character once again and it did not end well for him. <laughs> I am telling you right now, I do not take well to this. <laughs> and then you kiss him <laughs> then I give him the bard's kiss which is a knee between the legs <laughs> I don't think that's what the bard's don't kiss was the bard's kiss is whatever I want it to be <laughs> <laughs> whatever romantic I gesture I deem fit I don't think it was romantic and zombies were involved it was romantic they were hot zombies Hot bees, we call them. Sorry, continue, Friar. Uh, and so, uh, yes, Friar Horn. Don't call him Friar after what happens in the village. Oh, That's yeah. very disrespectful. Ouch. Bad taste. <laughs> I realised my mistake. Um, so he said... What Tristan was saying about... just NPC's trying to muscle in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about ensuring... Flameless, spotless, water off a duck's back. She's insane. Pointless. <laughs> pointless. <laughs> Blameless, faultless, pointless. Pointless. 